Hello, and welcome to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. A weekly radio show featuring conversations with successful women who have shown bravery, integrity, and independent thinking to lead a truly rich and rewarding life. Produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And now, here's your host of Life on Purpose, Deb Coletti. Hi, I am Deb Coletti, and I'm here with you on Life on Purpose. Today, my guest will be Judy Belushi Passano, who is somebody I've known for a number of years. Um, she is obviously, uh, we'll just say it up front, the widow of John Belushi, which is of uh, uh, the John Belushi fame, Blues Brothers and all. Um, that was a big time in her life, but we're here to talk about more than that, uh, who she is and how she got to be doing all the very things that she does. She has a long and varied career. She's a writer, a producer, and now has just made her theatrical a- acting debut, which is something, and, and quite a hilarious, hysterical person. And uh, I like to refer to her as Judy Blue Eyes, and I don't know where I got that. Do you have blue eyes? I do. Thank you do. God. And it's a great Beatles song, I believe, too, but uh, Stephen Stills, okay, not even close. Uh, but that's me. But I've I always a little I was off. with you. <laughs> you were with me all the way. Okay, but Judy Blue Eyes is also known as many other names, and I like the way you sign your books. Could you give me a a rundown of all those many names? Well, um, I began as Judith Jacqueline. Right. I actually just left one name out just to make this simpler. Okay. Uh, I then moved on to uh, Judith Jacqueline Belushi. Right. I later became Judy Belushi Pisano. Right. <laughs> and on occasion, I've been known as Judy Jacqueline Belushi Pisano Onassis. Onassis, which is how you signed a book for me. And the Onassis because... Well, just why not? <laughs> why not? Exactly. Because <laughs> I, I, I can. Before we lost our dear Jackie, uh, your namesake, so to speak, oh. uh, had you ever met her, and did she know you were using her name? Well, in actually, vain? <laughs> actually, I was at a uh, um, a party at Carly Simon's. It was come bring a poem about the moon. I remember. And, and um, you, it were oh, probably eighty people, maybe. Right. It was a number of people, and uh, a nice big barn. And people were getting up and reading, saying who they were, and reading their poem. And I got up and said, actually, at that point, I was Judy. Uh, I said, I'm Judy Jacqueline Belushi Onassis. And I got a really good laugh. I thought, that's great. That's the best that's ever worked. And I yeah. read my poem, and then about 20 minutes later, I, I, I saw that Jackie, Miss, Mrs., Mrs. Jacqueline Onassis, was sitting in the front row. Oh, my God. And, and you were the only one that didn't know it. I was the only one who didn't because know it. Because you don't apparently. really care. I mean, she's I just another busy. Jackie to you. That's right. <laughs> Very busy, but apparently she laughs. So that's funny. That's Actually, great. that's your last name, Jacqueline, and that's J A C K L I N, as I recall. Yeah, Amazing. right. And and Miss Judy Blue Eyes Onassis, <laughs> tell me what what is the most recent thing you've been doing that surprised me to hear about two weeks ago? Going, whoa, you're doing what now? Yes, I did, and I did that as Judy, as Judith, Jacqueline. I noticed you went back to that I went name. Back that to was that cool. name. Yep. Um, I was in my uh, the world my my personal world premiere <laughs> of a theatrical. A debut uh, at the Vineyard Playhouse of a musical. Because, you know, if you're going to start, you might as well go for a musical, I figure. <laughs> and a broad comedy. <laughs> uh, at the, which was written by a friend of mine, uh, Rhonda Coulet, called Runaway Beauty Queen. And it was, I, I could not have done it It wasn't if it wasn't that I've, I've, I've been along with her on her journey of writing this for the last 20 some years. So I'm years, pretty familiar so. with it and I know the music. Otherwise, I could never have done it. I, it it's. Uh, I've spent a lot of years where I have observed and been part of, in one way or another, watching shows come together. And I, when the early college days, I was living with with my late husband John, and I was able to stand along the the, the side of the stage for Second City and watch improvs night after night. And I really have seen lots of shows go through their their formation and and their runs, and I see how they change because of an audience. I, I've observed a lot of things and learned a lot and learned a lot about writing by watching but never have done one. So it was really interesting to find, to really do that. And, uh, and this you were plucked into it because you were helped writing, write and well, produce uh, it. because I, I could do it for free. Right. <laughs> we, we needed it. Was Another I was female body. And helping. And we needed sing and seven women in our cast budget was seven people, but we wanted to uh, have a guy, too. And so we really debated what to do. And no, we thought about getting an intern guy. or this or that. <laughs> 
And but, they, um, yeah, so they were, interns were all too young. We oh needed more gosh. mature women. We were a mature group except for the uh, one woman who was young. And within days you went from being the writer-producer to uh, one of seven women actresses <laughs> on the stage with the guy, too. But, yeah, I, yes, I can't with a role, writing, with the yes. speaking parts and well, singing speaking parts. Speaking and singing, that was the funniest part. Oh, my God. And you did this very <laughs> wonderful hippie piece, which I think you d- pulled right out of your uh, soul from your early <laughs> days as a hippie. Oh, my gosh. It was we, funny. That particular you, piece, we all felt really... I. I we were never really directed what to do. We were just sort of standing there being, like, stoned. Right. And <laughs> and, uh, and I felt really awkward and and, um, and embarrassed. <laughs> and, and, and one day one of the moment. other actresses said, don't you just hate that? I'm, I'm so embarrassed out there. Went, you are, too? I thought it was just me. You know? And then we all kind of decided to work together a little and made it a little more interesting. And what about the so part funny you stood up? At, yes, but y- <laughs> you have a way of diffusing fear by making it funny. You are one of the funniest people I know. And standing on the chair, that part, wow, that yeah, was that scary. That was my fear moment. That was her it, leap. What was funny about it is I, I, it was a dance number, and because, um, because I wasn't there the day songs were handed out. I didn't get these little parts, which I probably wouldn't have gotten anyway, but I like to think that's the reason. Uh-huh. We'll, so we'll so there, were, there were like four <laughs> things where everyone stood in and sang something, and I'm, I'm standing there dancing, so I thought, well, I might as well do something. So I'll, I, we, we had stools that we uh-huh. sat on when we weren't doing anything, so I got up on the stool. And it was quite a step. I mean, I... I it was about as far uh, big a step as I could take. I immediately and, um, looked at what shoes you were wearing. Is she wearing sensible shoes? Like, so oh shit! Every night I'd think I'd go up before the show and get up on the stage chair just to make certain, like, you know, okay, I can do that. But you looked like a professional. I looked was like so a professional, good. and you took that on just I like was, I was acting exactly. Yeah. And you pulled it out of your ass. Okay, good. I can <laughs> do this. And uh, then you went and did a two or three week run, uh, yeah, show a, after show after show. Great, House. great response. Yeah. selling out the last nights. Ex- um, really, lots of excitement. Actually, it's it's a really great show, and it's a it's a it's a show which uh, is meant to unify women and and, mm-hmm. and um, sort of dispel certain myths, thus the Runaway Beauty Queen title. Runaway Beauty Queen. And uh, to find a, a sisterhood. And, mm-hmm. and women were getting that, and people were re- relating to it, and it was great. It was responding. very moving. And while it was a dom- predominantly women, female audience, there were a lot of men, and some of which your brother-in-law came back a couple <laughs> times because he loved yes. it so much. Yes, indeed. Which was very impressive, and not just because he loves you. back. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're right. No, and that's and a, a great theme. Others which you are passionate about, too. I think the whole women and sisterhood, you've proven that in your life. Uh, as I've gotten to know you, how did we meet? I think it was our book club. Was that the original? No, no, no we no, met no. before. But you that's know really what? how we got to know each other. I played tennis way back with, remember we had the, the silly tennis things in Edgartown yeah, at the Yacht Club? And the was uh, croquet way thing? Back. Yes. <laughs> that was it, the croquet thing. Yes, we were Peter doing Simon croquet, parties. whites. Right. Rights and croquet and tennis things. Yeah, and we sit here on Martha's Vineyard where we're doing a whole <laughs> bunch of shows from because it's summer and there are fabulous people that live here. And, and we're sh- still wearing yeah. And well, I have pink. If yeah. you could see what we're wearing, we're going to the beach very soon. <laughs> we're dressed for radio. It's I have we, my radio makeup on. We are dressed for radio. I have here. We have faces for radio too, but that's all right. Um, how did you get to the vineyard? What's I, I it's yeah, probably a I famous story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the John and I were yeah between I think Lemmings I can't. Uh, Lemmings or the radio are for National Lampoon, right? Uh, we w- both worked for Lampoon, and we took a vacation and um, actually rented a car from Rhonda Coulee, who wrote Runaway wow, Beauty Queen. Way back, and then. she had been in a show with John and actually had a car. I think they were the only people we knew with a car, <laughs> and they lent us their car, and uh, we drove. You know, just kind of got the guidebook and looked things up and drove through New England, stopping anywhere we knew anyone we, where we could stay for free. Right, <laughs> and then you know, in between, we'd figure places where we'd find something and stay. Uh, outside of Boston, we were with a, a guy, Tony Sharon, who'd also been in Lemmings with John. Wow. And he was from the area, so you're going to go to Martha's Vineyard. And hadn't seen it. And I looked in the, the uh, guidebook, and this is uh, 76 probably. Hmm. And uh, there was one little paragraph about Martha's Vineyard, an island all, you know, seven miles off the coast of uh, Cape Cod. And um, and he said, well, that's where Carly Simon and James Taylor live. And we kind of went, oh, that'd be cool. Let's go see that. Yeah, those are hip cool. Um, it was also really an expensive choice for us because... You know, we hadn't planned on that in our budget, and there was a ferry, and we uh, discovered if you didn't have a reservation, you couldn't take the car, even back then. And you're still coming with that hassle factor. It's unbelievable. Yes, we are. But it's worth it when we get here. But (laughs) when you find the kind of people that come here, back in those days in the 70s when I discovered it, too, it's like, those are the people we want to be, you know, or be around. Very old, most of them. Yeah, and now they're... Someday I'll be old. Much And no, I'll be here. Yes, those great musicians and artists and writers. Oh, that, those, that people, yes, those people. Those people, they came here and settled here. Of course, they and weren't at the beach. 
They, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> at the beach, unfortunately, we were we looking. To find them in New York and then get together. I feel so bad Here. for those people that come on their mopeds looking for Jackie Kennedy's house or looking for James and Carly. Yeah. You can't see them from the road, no, and there never are at the beach you're at. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you people. Indeed. Um, but it was an environment that seemed very uh, different than Nantucket, I have to say, far more liberal and open-minded with the writers and so on, which is much more you guys diverse. Help make that history here. This is a much more diverse island. Not only yeah. do we have six different towns, but uh, the people who come are more diverse. Yeah, I think. it's true. It's true. We yeah. tan differently. We t- <laughs> Oh dear, we could say more about that. That's also very true. We do have a diverse, wonderful, full-year uh, community, which is now where you live full-time. I do. I'm a resident here. and uh, For how many for years? Many years, since 86. And that was a real choice. 79 yeah. summer. Sold your house off to the off the beach to your, uh, but, kept it in the family, which is great. I did. Why? So you can go anytime right, you wise. want to your beach. <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, yes, a bona fide actress can be added to tick on That's your right. bucket list. I know. Uh, and when the show closed, how did that feeling what do you do you have well you know i never I see you in a bad once, mood yeah, what's well. a bad mood look like for you or a down moment well, I, I suspect that was the day after we closed <laughs> the show and you know I, I got drunk and slept late <laughs> woke up and lit a cigarette and <laughs> said well i guess i'm just another unemployed actor <laughs> and you really did say that line i know and we dragged that you out to the we drug you out to the <laughs> beach and got you out of there Oh, that's very And I'll funny. never work again. And I'll never work again. That's what everybody thinks. Every actor thinks they're never going to work again. Okay, let's take a break now, and we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. We'll be right back after these messages. To join in the conversation with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose, please call 646-652-2071. Or log on and chat with her at hearwomentalk.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Join the party and live it up in Shag City, live Fridays, 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern. A call-in talk and music radio show dedicated to the shagging lifestyle, hosted by me, Paul Truelove, broadcasting live from the heart of the shag capital of the world, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Shag City is a one-of-a-kind radio show featuring the best in the grand strength shag dance and music scene. Here you'll find the latest cool shag news, tunes, and announcements, along with guest appearances from the greatest shaggers of our time. You can listen to Shag City live Fridays, 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Eastern, here on the Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Shag City, it's crazy, baby. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets and the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi, I'm back here with Judy Belushi-Pisano, um, my guest today. And so, Judy, what are you working on now? And, and, and uh, it's, yeah, and yes. how did you get to be working on what you're working on? Did I get to be? I married well. You married well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but you could have chosen a left or right in all that and through adversity. It hasn't come easy. (laughs) Um, What I'm working on at this point, my um, I'm kind of I'm in transition. You're in transition. Um, Yeah. um, uh, I just my son is the youngest of four children, and I have three stepdaughters. Right. We're all very much raised. And um, so he's in college now, and he had his first year last year. Right. So I began a few years ago wondering what the heck I would do when he um, left, and I was figuring at that point, and I was going to get divorced. But I didn't say that aloud <laughs> yet. And how and did you tell me you were getting divorced? I have to just ask that question. How did I tell me? You, when, you, when you called me and you told me. This oh. is, we are a TV show, a radio show of transi- women in transition. What did I tell you? You were hilarious. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I said that I figured, I figured out how to 
improve my closet space. <laughs> yes, and it took me literally more than a couple of feet. I went, oh my god! And, and it just divorce. lightened it for us, for That's all right. of your friends who would be like, oh, because we know I know what it feels like. Well, a lot of yeah. us know what it feels like, and you just made it so much easier for us to hear and thank you. And you're you're <laughs> going through the other thing, and you made us feel better, yeah. which well, is your nature. That's why I couldn't tell you for a year. I had to think of a good joke, <laughs> <laughs> as only you would. <laughs> To but, soften uh, the blow. But to backtrack again. Oh, I know. But anyway, back uh, to yeah. transitions. Yeah, so looking yeah. for uh, how I would uh, reinvent myself, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, I just sort of started throwing out some projects which have to do with my late husband because cause it's a viable uh, quantity of, for which I can do that. Right. And you, um, you helped him be who he was, too, I, ha- I would have well, to say. Yes. I, the, I, the, I, the very tall woman behind around. the man. <laughs> I was there. Um I made the shakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> health shakes. <laughs> um, but uh, so I uh, began to work on uh, the potential for a film on John's life, and um, I was working on a television show for the Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. and also uh, a project in which we hope to bring the Blues Brothers film to Broadway. Right, and and they're all kind of still happening. I have actually. Uh, we have a, uh, a deal with Warner Brothers and a, a, and a writer, Steve Conrad, who wrote In Pursuit of Happiness hmm. with Will Smith, Great. is working on the script and um, who directed uh, The Hangover. Hmm. Wow, what a connect- great to work with. Our, uh, he's with us. He's on board as a producer and uh, wants to direct. And that's um, a different uh, route than I expected. We were sort of planning a small independent film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a big fan of John's and... He and Steve both. Uh, what I like about this project is they're both really enthusiastic and they're they're very um, excited about it and confident, um, and and they really want to make it something uh, that delivers what people would expect, but also be different from what they expect. Yeah, I like that. Um, that you're really passionate about that and wanting to to keep it true. And you're going to hold that line. But but to make it um, a comedy, hmm. we're not. Um, not to, to to find what I mean. Uh, John was in the world world of comedy and created so many great characters mm-hmm. and 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 brought so many moments that people remember is very funny. We want to try to tap into where that came from and, and what yeah, that's about. That is a very interesting angle and who he was behind all of that. Behind and, uh, all yeah, the glitter. All the glitter was the yeah <laughs> that glitter makeup. You, you didn't usually see that on him. No, no, no but he could play that part. <laughs> didn't <laughs> I see him in a tutu at some point dancing around the photo. stage? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a well. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> but he had a range, and, uh, and you have, were together he, from for how long? Uh, high school. I was uh, fifteen when we met, and he was seventeen. Mm-hmm. And what was your role, would you say? Because you were at Second City, and I love how you, through osmosis, got this acting yeah, ability I, I, without even knowing it. I wonder if it had never been tapped into how sad that would have been, because you are a, a, an easy comedian and uh, comes naturally to you. But Well, yeah. I mean, in high school, I was um, a clown. Mm-hmm. and uh, No, not you. Not me, but, I, but I always tempered it with, uh, I was president of my class as well, mm-hmm. and I... I kind of um, created situations girl. where I could get up and speak. I wasn't really like trying out for plays and and. What did you get the bug for? What was your your? Bug well, I thought early, early on. on I, I well, when I was really young, I I kind of did think I'd be a writer artist. Mm-hmm. But because um, your background is a lot of writing, you've written a lot of. Films. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you uh, continue to. I've 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 been. Uh, I don't know, just sort of being blown by the wind here and there. Blown by the um, wind, but being open to different choices. Well, high school years, I began to think that I, I, I would be the first woman president. Mm-hmm. That became my, my goal. That was it's still time. Well, I, I know. <laughs> because Hillary available is <laughs> I'm, unavailable. I'm aware. I'm not, I have not quite lost <laughs> this goal. But um, Madam uh, although I... I um, I've admitted smoking marijuana, so I, I just no. It's all I right now. Everything's so on the even table. Even president. Yeah, even president. I don't know. No, I feel like it somehow it just it would come yeah. back to bite you. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I did pay. I paid. I Being paid president everyone who and smoking for me. probably not so good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been careful in many ways, but uh, aside from a few traffic tickets and how that, boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I don't know. So You've I was into plate. this world of. Uh, I really uh, figured out. Well, what I thought was the way to get to be present turned out to really sort of be just how to produce things. 
<laughs> Which maybe is how you get to be president, I too. I don't know. Just organizing and getting things done. And not a bossy way, either. You're, you're a good well, bring-everybody-in kind of uh, I like to producer. Think yeah, well, look at how <laughs> fun you make it. So people go, yeah, well, I want to do that, that's too. That's right. And you both lure have them a, in. I, yeah, lure them in. They and don't know until it's too late. Yeah. And how would you uh, until it's too late? Well, we're stuck now. Yeah, we're yeah stuck. there's your like uh, Damn. Uh, barnacle on a boat. <laughs> we're stuck with. So I got Rhonda out here to do that. Runaway beauty queen. Well, it's true. And when you have a cause, and I've seen you with a cause, mm-hmm. or like a dog with a bone, you <laughs> are going to get this this play made, and it's gotten so much better and better and better. But when you have a cause, you're not only the writer producer, you jump in and be the actress. And that's right. We need an actress. I'll do it. We need an actor. I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. And then you house the the cat crew and the uh, horses rear end. I'll do it. <laughs> And she will. Oh my God! So you have these three big projects. What's the what's the sneaky? What's your secret wish of something that you've always wanted to do? Well, do you play? Yeah, answer that one. I got a few for you. That <laughs> well, now now I'm thinking. You know, like yeah. Uh, um, I play the sound, drums? sound of music or something. You know. <laughs> oh, I see. She's going on to her next musical. <laughs> oh, which sister would you be? Or maybe you'd be. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the, the, the no, let's see. Who would I want to do? Maria. Maria. You could do Maria. Come on. I'll be Liesl. Could I, I be I, Liesl? I, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like songs with a bite to it. More. Uh, a little, little humor or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We could make it a comedy. Um, Bloody Mary. Your relationship to music surprised me. I well, you know, everybody likes music. I walk in her house one day for after book club or for a book club, and there's a set of drums. I go, those Luke's oh, yes. are the 19 year old son of the time. She said, no, they're mine. <laughs> yes, and I wish I could find them. Yeah, and PJ, said, if you're listening, would you please call me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, I'd, I'd like to get those drums back. I, I have a problem with keeping drums. Yeah, it seems like something that would be easy to hold on. But to. you loan things out. It's well, I loan them out, and I also style. get talked into removing them because they're they're kind of loud. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so what drew you into wanting to uh, play the drums? Oh, um, well, just because it was easy without lessons. I mean, I could keep a rhythm, and I kind of I kind of got it. I mean, I, and um, John played drums, and he actually you know showed so me a little more that. on how to play. And when we used to uh, keep a bar in in New York City for a, sort of like a living room outside of your house that you could have so you wouldn't have to bring all those people back to your house oh wow so that way when you really were tired of the party you could leave wow I so, did not that's a great idea yeah it's called the blues bar and we had one in Chicago and one in New York first in New York and then Chicago but so we you know set up instruments there and that of course it was really hard to get on the drums because yeah, it's my everybody turn, plays my the turn. drums exactly <laughs> <laughs> but, I, am, um, I know I'm just the girl. What is that? <laughs> but I, uh, but I, I was always able to get on if I really wanted to. Huh. So this goes way back in that. Yes. I, I so love I, this. I, I, have, I have played with some very, very fine musicians, although they were pretty screwed up at the time. Yeah. Frankly, well, that's all goes with the history, and, um, isn't it? So, so I was. I felt like I can play with them. <laughs> They're even playing shitty. <laughs> <laughs> they can do what I can do. I listen to that crap. Yeah, I can do it. How interesting. So, uh, I love that you created the uh, what, the blues room. Is that what you call Blues it? Blues bar. Blues bar? Out of just needing to have a party but not wanting to be in your home. Yeah. Love that. Much. Can we do that again in New York? I'd love to yeah, do that. Yeah, definitely. I actually did Maybe. the similar thing in creating. I hate to, I'm embarrassed to tell people this, but if you saw the system, it's pretty cool. Karaoke in my home. I know that system. The likes Are you kidding? That's a beautiful system. All these great people in Martha's Vineyard, but it'd be the, like the do drop in, <laughs> and they would come and do their piece. It'd be amazing artists from Danny Korchmar to uh, uh, Kate Taylor and yes. Miss Jacqueline, uh, Judy Jacqueline, blah, 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 <laughs> um, and many other notable people that would freak out at the sight of a real, you know, karaoke, this is crap, we don't do this. And they were the most nervous, but the most hilarious when they let their souls go. You know, they're they're needing the big band, the but big, yeah, the big sound is sweet. So, yeah, you know, I, like I packed that. that up though. Could we reopen that maybe and buy yes. a barn together and do that? Would yes. that be fun? Or rent one? We'll buy our own island. That's the good thing about karaoke. You it's can, you can turn it down a little. You can, but really, we don't want to. No, we <laughs> so much. Fun. We won't. What is your uh, what what bugs you? I never see any. You get bugged at anybody or anything. Go ahead, show me. <laughs> I'll give you a chance right here. <laughs> well, uh, let me just get. A, where's my phone? Let me find those texts. <laughs> Um, I, I think my my uh, former husband might be getting the bane of my uh, anger. Isn't it a good place to have a place to channel things? <laughs> well, no, I, no, I'm uh, actually uh, I'm a, a people pleaser. Right, right. And um, I'm the the clown, 
and I, I like to keep things up, and that's true. Um, but also, I actually am also a seeker, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I am on a spiritual path, and I have been for many years, and uh, I have, um, not on, like Siddhartha, uh, lost my way, mm-hmm. and um, someday I will find it, <laughs> and it's going to be good. Your path is no, it's pretty good. I feel pretty good about it all, except um, I'm, I'm low-level. I'm low-level working my way to mm-hmm. toward the truth mm-hmm. with a capital T. Right. And uh, so I think that helps keep me somewhat even keel, I like to think. Yeah. Or at least to work through things that are are troublesome. Amazing. Um, are there any people you don't talk to anymore because they were just bad people or you just kept them? Um, you just you know, changed the No, I don't talk to anymore, but to be honest, I have attempted to call once or twice is hmm. Bob Woodward. You're kidding. That's right. Interesting. But um, his connection? I forget the background he, on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, wrote a book on John. That wasn't very nice. Well, what it was is um, I had approached him because there were so many... After John died, there were a lot of unusual things going going on to do with uh, his death. Huge and amount uh, of publicity and bad press and bad t- bad times, well, for sure. Well, he yeah, died of a drug overdose, and... Uh, sorry, I'm banging the chair. Um, it's my head. I'm just hitting my head on the chair now. <laughs> Just uh, too much. Uh, uh, as John people. John's death had been you know, notorious and um, was from injection of drugs, mm-hmm. which I knew and people who knew him knew he didn't. In, he was not injecting drugs mm-hmm. as a habit. Um, he, I, he'd been out in LA on his own for a, a week or two, so you know, for whatever time maybe. But because he did die from it, was that was obvious. But. It wasn't in his his, his habitual his MO. way, right? Right. And uh, so it was pretty clear to to us that the, the woman who had been with him, who was a drug dealer, was probably shooting him up. And um, you know, of course, at the time, I was pretty angry about that. Mm-hmm. And going others. through all that you were going through with, and it, I was getting calls that. from yeah. people and underground mm-hmm. things and the information mm-hmm. that might suggest connections to her drugs being connected in ways that should be very disturbing. And so that's why I originally um, contacted Bob Woodward, and he looked at all this stuff, this information I had, and said, well, this is curious, and and I I would like to investigate this. And that is how it began, and I opened my um, everything, my information on John and, and personal letters and all this stuff to him so that he could have access, and he, uh, you know, took a, I don't mean in the wrong way, took advantage of that to uh, do this project and then in in the bad way took advantage of it right Um, so yeah so so it was uh, just disappointing at the very I had reason to be angry with him but but Mm -hmm. in the big picture when I you know look at it I I feel like um, that there must be a reason that that connection came between the two of us and Mm -hmm. that 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 uh, that he created a portrait of a a, a drug addict certainly right and um I didn't really see John, John in it, and that's loaded with things you could imagine, like because I don't see it or whatever. But I, I really actually think it was he really didn't understand John or capture him. Right. He captured his disease. Right. But not him. Um, so so at any rate, taking my personal sense of self away from that, right. there probably is some value in what he did. Uh, in terms of the book he created. And it, I, I had a letter from at least a few people who said, you know, it really stopped. They were on that road and they stopped. So I have to imagine that that you is enough. You a silver lining in something that well, was very painful. Well, it was, but but that is, but I'm past that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's... Well, it took years, I'm sure. Yeah, and well, it took work, a yeah. long time and it hurt John's family a lot. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it was very complicated. But... Um, so back to is there someone I don't talk to? I haven't talked to him since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I actually did call once or twice. No, I called because uh, I don't know. There were just moments where I thought I'd say, you know, I just want you to know, you know, I I've gone. I'm in a different place with this. Mm-hmm. But um, there's something about that. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite emotions is forgiveness, or uh, what's the, there's a better way to say it. Well, there's it, a, a lyric in the yeah Runaway Beauty Queen. Well, yeah. Uh, what po- is it? Uh, Peace is the power of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It is. And even if you don't, it's nice to tell people that you do forgive them, even if you forgive and not forget, kind of. You can but forgive and still not like. And still not like, exactly. <laughs> and still choose not to be with them That's or right. spend no, time with them. Forgiving is the important part. It's amazing how it sheds off of you, and you embody that. I can see it, and that, that you could go to that dark place and, and at a time that, that was brought to you and made darker. 
yes. and and forgive. That's uh, um, so we're going to take a break right now, Judy, because we have a lot more to talk about, and we're going to yes, be back in right. just send a the few men minutes. In. Send the men in. <laughs> it's a little white jacket, whatever they call. It. <laughs> All right, take a break. Oh my God! <laughs> You're listening to Life on Purpose with your host Deb Coletti. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join in the conversation with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose, please call 646-652-2071 or log on and chat with her at hearwomentalk.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is John Banks with the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Come join me on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. with Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We're going to try to take an interesting look at the male-female dynamic as I try to give you answers as to why men do what they do. Come join me on Mondays. Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick and value packed? Check out our favorite, Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order and they use only the freshest ingredients including sterling silver premium meats. Try their $5 daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies or check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm. For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi-mahi, scallops or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy Sabachi delivers too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Conveniently located in Myrtle Beach on the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi. 839-8008. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi, I'm Deb Coletti, and I'm back here with my guest, Judy uh, Jacqueline Pisano Belushi, sometimes Onassis, um, in the wrong order, but you get the idea, who's my guest here on Martha's Vineyard, where uh, we are sitting on Lake Tajmu, which makes uh, it, the reason why you hear the birds and the wind, and we get, if I could show you, there are kayakers out in the lake, it's just a beautiful day in Martha's Vineyard, talking about... Um, you know, what does it mean to you to lead, lead a truly rich life? We've seen the range, you know, you've got nice things, but you also got your feet on the ground. How, how, what grounds you? I know um, the path we talked about in your spirituality was yeah. important. Well, um, I think family has been uh, really important in my life and grounding. Um, my siblings uh, are all still You're alive. Right. We're all still close. Right. Um, we relate really well to each other we're, we're all very different and you know when we get together we fall into some of those patterns that you had as children my Regression. one sister really yep. likes to share food and the other one doesn't <laughs> that's always an issue when we're ordering food but you know and do we laugh at ourselves now or they're still <laughs> yeah, fighting yeah. over it that's funny well, no they, they'll, they'll, go right in, they'll get right into the other way i want my own no i want to share <laughs> but i don't share i just say i don't share how but many then I, you know we'll I'll just order two or something and you can each have your own and share <laughs> And we can wrap it up and take it That's home. Right. So we How work many, it out. You're four of four? Or? Yeah, I'm the youngest of four. Of four. older brother and two sisters. That's great. I am one of five. I'm two of five. And it's the best thing we saved our yes. sorry asses. We raised each other. Through yeah. Parents. Were your parents perfect, wonderful parents? Or were they kind of complicated? They were, like they were, they were great, but um, not not perfect parents by yeah, any means. I know. They really are. <laughs> Is that even uh, um, exist? Yes. But, uh, you know, my, you know was, we had the... Uh, we have every a lot of reason for twelve steps in our in our family. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> thirteen all over the place. <laughs> and fourteen and fifteen. We're working on those two. I but, totally get uh, it. But 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 you know, good people. Um, sense of uh, I love that the this st- makes sense that you're all still close, which is what I think makes you a happy per- yeah. the happy person that you are. Cause well, when have- I, I found my difficult times, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, as soon as uh, Dan had come and told me when when John died, for instance. Uh. Uh, I immediately just sat down and I called my parents and there was no answer. Hmm. And then I just like I went I didn't think about it, I just I, I just called my siblings by age. 
Wow. I started with my brother, and then my, my sister, and then my youngest sister was actually the one who's closest to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in in terms of distance, right? And uh, she was a housewife, so she would have been the logical one to call. But the uh, other parents that that you, in in effect, that yeah. you went to, yeah, yeah, with the most tragic moment of your life, and uh, she was there mm-hmm. immediately, and they were all right there, and there, it was just unconditional, and that was terrific. And also, the Belushi family was very strongly there for me. Yeah, and they still are. They and adore they you. I f- keep thinking you're Jim's sister. <laughs> well, when I see we, you two we together. are in many ways. I, I, yeah. I mean, we've known each other so long. And mm-hmm. uh, and he has your back and you his. It's indeed. a wonderful uh, relationship indeed. to have fostered yeah. over these years. It could have gone either direction with other marriages and so on. And you never uh, had its moments, I'm sure. But I've also, um, you know, have a wonderful Pisano family, and my mm-hmm. in-laws have been also very... Uh, great with uh, when I had my son uh, my mother-in-law came and helped a lot it was you know and the sibling my son has the three and stepsisters and you know it's just been it's been uh, very tight and strong and it's yeah and that brings me a lot of uh, strength and happiness one of the best I've seen of a new age family of the blended family and you very much are involved in the three girls lives I love yes. one of them just got married another one is about to yep mm-hmm. and they're at your house all the time as they're all young professionals now it's really you know yeah they went to high school on the island here, and uh, which was a tradition. You know, Luke, being so much younger than really wanted to do, and he he was able to graduate from here. The and to have sisters year. where he is could be an only. He could have yes. been of the whole different generation, gets, gets two all, generations yeah, he, between, really. He kind of is an only, and he, but he's not. Yeah, he, he gets both, and he gets spoiled by the older <laughs> half sisters or whatever really, they are. Yes. Really handy. Yeah, it is nice. And, and actually, you remind me about one of the daughters, uh, Vanessa. Had the gallery? No, uh, Jessica. Jessica had okay. the gallery. The gallery with you. Yeah, um, it was a beautiful gallery. Beautiful yeah, gallery. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're both artists. I forgot about your little art bent there, yeah, too. Yeah, she really was the, the powerhouse, I'd yeah. say, behind our gallery. And she showed there. Right, and you helped her get there. We that helped started. set it up, yep. get it going, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, we felt very, very good about it. It was uh, had a lot of nice artists that, uh, you know, got some work and spread some money around the community and all that sort of thing. That yeah, and there are local business. artists, which we have amazing uh, sure wealth of here on Martha's Vineyard. I think you draw people yeah. in. Which I is, draw uh, them. You draw, <laughs> I'm an artist. She draws them. What was it you were making last year? She has a sculpture no, in her my... office. Her <laughs> office, you have to see this office. I should take a picture and put it on the blog. I might just. Um, her office with a desk and her computer, but then over there are all these little... Taken apart watches or clocks, a lot, of, bro- clocks, a lot, a lot of, of broken, broken things. martini I, I, glasses, especially glass. I've yeah. been working with broken glass a lot, and yeah. I'm making uh, assemblages with them, essentially little sculptures. And very fun with tongue in cheek, and they sometimes have a saying with them, right? Yes, they often have a name. Yeah, and we could actually put a picture of one of those. Now, <laughs> I don't sell things on this show. I do, <laughs> I do not, not promote people's movies but or I books, do. but I do. <laughs> well, Call we me. throw in a plug Call now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, what is oh, your? Uh, I can't ask you what what's funny about what you do because what you do is funny. <laughs> so never mind that one. Yeah, what's what's something that scares you? I like to it scares me. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, being in that play scared me. Yeah, uh, uh, I saw that actually, and I really was so. Saw that for me. That's fear. Proud to see your vulnerability, mm-hmm. or that you would let it be seen and still stand tall with it and go and do it. She had a full face of makeup. You never see Judy with makeup. <laughs> it was like stage makeup. It looked it was so beautiful. Makeup. I didn't recognize you when you were on stage. And you look like the real thing. Well, I, and I had to take <laughs> off my glasses. Yes, you did. And what was I, one of your best lines? You did it in a funny falsetto <laughs> voice. What was that line? Go ahead, give it to us. Uh, we want you to read this line in Swedish, please. And then we're going to need to see your breasts. <laughs> She read it. Oh my God! It was just and not no. I, I didn't have my energy. Let me try that again. Okay, <laughs> take the note. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say yeah? Better, but I'm just trying so to remember the line. Hol- uh, yeah, exactly. You're yeah, trying to pull it up. Line? Once you line. finish a play like that, isn't it just like erased? I, I hear know. that from actors that <laughs> once they've know. done their part, it came back. It came I didn't back. have that much. I wondered how. I mean, it's like I really, I had a lot of singing to do, and I was involved in things, uh-huh. and there was dancing, and then there was which dancing. no one ever taught. I didn't know. How, I'm going. How did everyone learn this dance? <laughs> was, I, I was here the last three days. Everyone's got this dance down, and I don't remember even being shown the dance. My God, where but, the dance is. <laughs> but um, 
You were very funny. And one of my favorite moves that she did is she turns away from the stage, and she added this on her own, Miss Judy. She turns around oh. and she picks her <laughs> underpants out of the, her crack. I swear but, to God. And we, oh my that God, might not the whole theater on radio. So it, no, it, well, so to speak. Yeah, you know, butt crack. We can say plumber's <laughs> crack here. It's all right. That's what she did. Oh my gosh. Uh, but you are too much. Uh, yeah. So something that scares you every day is something I like to say. What's, what are you going to do today? Well, try to learn something new every day. Yeah. And do something. What's on your bedside table? What are you learning? What are you reading? Well, other than our book club have to. I have uh, something there all the time. Right this year, which is called uh, "Resonate with Stillness," hmm. and it's a series. Uh, every day has a lesson, and they're from various uh, uh, swamis. Uh, one of them is Guru Maya, mm-hmm. who is someone I'm very curious about and interested in. And uh, my friend Rhonda, right. back to Rhonda, gave me this book. It's, it's it's a book for our times, that's all I'll say. Yeah, and it's never, yeah, for all times. <laughs> What's it like to be, you know, famous now? It's not easy yeah, to well, behave it's well. It's a real disconnect. It is hard to maintain your sense of, of self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, well, it's when I, uh, early on when Rhonda was, uh, began to, to take songs she'd written and, and think of it in terms of a big picture story, mm-hmm. uh, and she was reading th- things, because uh, she was Miss Arkansas in 65, and... Um, True she did renounce her crown, and she did it by just sending a telegram, and it said, I, I have left the state. Please consider this my resignation, because you're not allowed to do anything without permission. Um, and as she was leaving, uh, she they'd given her a car. You have a convertible. It says the license plate is Miss Ark. And she's <laughs> some guy is walking down the street, and she goes, hey, you want a car? And she gave the guy her keys and gave him the car and took off. And um, oh the the... It was one of the ten biggest stories uh, in the state that year because they didn't, they couldn't figure it out. They had this telegram. Where did she go? The headlines were like, "What's happened to Miss Arkansas? Where? Why did she leave? Who is the man driving her car?" Oh like, my God, she <laughs> was a, quite a pioneer and a maverick, and that's why you guys are great friends. <laughs> and this had to be told. This story has to be told. And but when seen. she was reading those things yeah. to me, these little items, mm-hmm. and she started reading stuff about. Uh, uh, Paperwork stuff that they got to tell them about what they had to do and be like for the for the Miss America contest, mm-hmm. and it is stuff like I literally you, at that time you must be white was one of the things, right? Um, uh, and it's anyway it just began to sound so like um like cattle like right. they were talking about exactly uh, cookie cutter 120 yeah, pounds yeah, you must have 36 and 22 30 so whatever it was all that would be no best. measurements remember we used yeah, to speak yeah, in those terms amazing yep yep. And hair speak in certain ways and wear your gloves. Your hair up. Yeah, and your gloves. hair up. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's frightening, and that was only 30, 40 years ago. And we're still actually doing it now. We're still parading around in bathing well, suits and but saying, this year the big thing about the uh, Miss America contest was they had posed, it, they essentially looked like Victoria's Secret. Yeah. It was totally catalog and soft that was the porn. big is it soft right? porn, it's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like so minusculely different from what it was last year. <laughs> but suddenly it seemed different. Exactly. I, I don't know. No, it's uh hasn't changed a whole lot, but it has changed some. Funny which we're culture. happy about is a funny culture. Well Judy uh, many names. Judy yes. Blue Eyes, I'm just gonna you leave it at that. Thank you so much for coming here today My and, and having this conversation with me. It's a life on purpose to be sure is one you're leading. Um with I'll a lot of uh, I'll, have, I'll have come back later. <laughs> that way you'll have to have and me we'll come call back. it in. When right. we have the call-in session, right. you can call in right. on yourself. Right. Very good. I uh, love you, mean it. And thank good you so much for terrific. being here. Thank you, Judy, very much. I appreciate it. Special guest. Thank you. Let's go swimming. And we're out. We're going to the beach. You're listening to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. We'll be right back after these messages. To join in the conversation with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose, please call 646-652-2071 or log on and chat with her at hearwomantalk.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. 
Hi, I am your host, Deb Coletti, and I'm here with you uh, for the last 50 minutes to talk about what Judy and I just talked about. Uh, she is on her way to Maine as we speak, um, but I uh, have gotten some great questions and uh, really um, see that it's an interesting topic. Uh, Judy has lived a big life and far-ranging, ridden a lot of waves, <laughs> good times and bad. Um, let's see, here I have... A Skype possible call here. Um, I have a question here for Judy. Uh, let me see if I can answer it. Uh, is it hard for Judy? Does she sometimes feel like she's living in the shadow of John? I know I have watched her navigate that. Um, and she is, uh, it also goes on to say, I think I would want to scream, hey everyone, it's me. Does she feel that way? I'm sure there were times after the tragedy. Uh, it was a very hard time, but as she said with her family and, and so on, um, she really found what was important. Um, for her and also took charge of what the real story was and all the bad talk somebody else chatted in about how nasty things were um, things being said that he was a he was a drug addict and he did have his addiction issues but it wasn't he wasn't uh, all that was said about him and I can't speak to that you know in detail specifically and I won't try we could do a whole hour on the John uh, Belushi story but uh, really what is coming through here too is who Judy is and how she uh, was able to be a survivor and really pick herself up and with the help of friends and family and her incredible sense of humor um, and both sides of her family really helped her um, uh, and she became a survivor so I think she is and while she had a famous husband and a famous last name uh, that opened doors for her, closed some doors I'm sure too, but she had to walk through them and she had to be the smart, intelligent, hardworking. She's worked her butt off as you can tell. So I think that that's a, a major uh, reason why she's been so, so successful and still maintains her happy feet on the ground attitude. Uh, let's see, I have a question here on Skype. It's, I'm navigating like the, the Wizard of Oz in the back here. Uh, how do I take that call? You'll let me know, I'm sure. Um, let me. Hi there. Somebody on the phone? This Hello? is DC? Yeah, oh, DC. Yeah, hi. Hi, hi. sorry about that. Uh, okay, hi, hi, hello. Um, I, I had some questions, but you kind of answered them on the chat because I'm on the chat. Oh, good. Um, but I did have to ask. I'm, I'm going to ask this question, and I hope that Judy doesn't. You know, get upset or anything, but um, she did she get it. caught up in the addiction herself? I mean, I, you know, living around it. I was not there at the time, and I she, I won't answer for her, but I do believe that she was the the stable, level-headed one and that she watched this incredible talent and the previous show just talked about addiction which is just such a huge issue and when you're with somebody that is needing to act out or use substances to, uh, to for all the reasons that they do that there is somebody in the family and I'm make up that it was Judy who wasn't with him at the time which speaks to, to some part of the story and he did get caught up in the celebrity and people uh, giving him things, offering him things that he couldn't say no to because of his addiction. I think she mentioned in the conversation that we had that she made him smoothies. You know, that was her role to keep him healthy and keep him, you know, normal and sane. And that's what they met when they were like 18 and had all those years together before his very quick rise. Um, so it I'm must sure have been really yeah. awful for her. Yeah. It must have been really awful for her to, to watch the love of her life literally decay before her own eyes. You're so right. And uh, at 32, he was only 32 when he died. Most people don't realize that. That is very, very young. At our age now, we go, oh, my God. But for her to have to then lose him in such a tragic way to get that phone call and so on. But what she did with it and how she turned it into a positive. Um, so I think she's certainly not a po She made the joke that she smoked pot, so I think she knows about drug use and so on, but she also knows her own moderation and her own uh, levels. Um, so and has lived a very successful life, not being an addic addictive type person. And you know what? That's a lucky thing, and it can be biological or just, you know, uh, we can go down that road and not be able to get out of it. She's 
made some really good choices for herself. She could have never worked again. She could have just said, okay, I'm the widow of John Belushi, but instead she's gone, okay, I, I can make something of his legacy and use it in just the right way. I like how she laughs at herself. Did you hear that, DC? Mm-hmm. When she said, you know, she I married like, well. Um, she sounded rather happy now, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and she made a joke well, that I married. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking. Thank call. you for listening. I appreciate the. Hey, the my in- pleasure. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, DC. Do we have another caller on the line? I see. My little Skype butt. Hello. Do we have listeners? I know Deb. She uh, she dropped. She dropped. Okay. Then we'll go to another question, um, on the chat line. That was a good one because drugs usually everybody goes down the tubes, especially in the 70s, 80s. That was a very fun, high times, but at the same time difficult. Uh, to some people survived, some did not. Uh, somebody is asking about they'd love to know how guests are chosen for the show. What's the criteria of life on purpose? And to me, it's uh, it's uh, all over the map. I think about the people that I know and I respect and that inspire me. Uh, somebody like Dottie Laster, what a wonderful interview last week. And she's famous in her own right <laughs> and in her own world and living what an incredible life. She could have kept her job doing whatever good enough, uh, but instead she's doing what she loves and loves what she does and that's the criteria for me uh, somebody who's upbeat and happy and and having a ball someone like uh, Sarah Nixon who I'll be talking to who just keeps buying bed and breakfast inns and, and uh, just bought another restaurant and she has three kids and a very busy family and and could never you know could sit back and just go okay but she's just has that kind of energy and uh, so that's somebody I want to talk to <laughs> my yoga teacher she inspires me it's like how did she at 40 something or maybe 50 something do that so it's uh, that's the criteria I use and, and I, I, I want to get to like friends and family because they inspire me too but I don't want to make it too close to home uh, on this network there's some great hosts that I'm dying to interview and I like the part about learning I know, like Judy, for example, I've known her for years. I've known, I've known her in book club, which, by the way, was took us to a whole different level. And if you're looking for a support group, we always start as book club, but it, it, they are the best friends I've ever had. And they're not people I would have coffee with every other day like my best friends, but I know them, and I would turn to them in any serious issue first in a lot of ways. Um, and that's where, in this conversation with Judy, I got a tremendous amount of more information to cut that deep and for her to be uh, that open and generous. That is what I'm looking for in people who are uh, like that. Uh, so sometimes notable, sometimes not. That's why we say that. And I do have, have been blessed to know a lot of very uh, notable people who have worked very hard to be who they are and some I actually don't want to talk to because I don't like the way they behave (laughs) or I don't think they're leading their uh, truly rich life they're just kind of fancy and rich and and forgot where they came from not so much for me (laughs) oh somebody just asked me about that Uh, you interview a lot of famous people what advice do you have for women like Judy to live with that fame I once, uh, oh yeah, I once heard you say, "Never wish for fame." I say that to my clients and and secret privately to my friends uh, that are up and coming, or even the ones that are already there. I wish you success, not fame, because it's really hard as we watch around us, left and right. You know, we build them up in our society to take them down. Britney Spears, great case. Michael Jackson, what a tragic loss. Um, it's it's uh, hard to keep. I think in, uh, the, to answer the question. Um, Judy has kept her feet on the ground because she hasn't left her home. And to me, her home is her friends and family who keep her honest. Uh, A lot of times I think celebrities run away from family or truth-telling best friends who hit them upside the head, which I've been known to do. And sometimes people don't want to hear it. And they may put you on the, you know what, that's okay. Uh, I'll find somebody else who will carry my bags or kiss my ass. You know, that's they will keep looking for that and they will find that. There will be somebody that will happily, you know, do whatever it takes to get a ride on their plane. But that's not an authentic life, and they know it, and it's really, uh, there's a dark side to that, and we hear those stories in People magazine all the time. Tragic. Um, and 
Judy, you know, did she get lucky? Did she? She's not famous, famous, famous herself, but certainly her her story is. And she had to make a choice. You know, do I get carried away with it? As I said, she gets doors open, but she has to keep uh, work hard to prove herself. I think extra hard because she is attached to the fame, and she can't just use it and abuse it. She needs to have the chops and do the work. So that's my long answer to that good question. Um, how long did it take for Judy to date after his death? That is a good question that I can't answer. I do know that she did get married. And as I was reflecting, uh, when we first met, it was back in, gosh, the 80s, early 80s, when she and her new then second husband um, were playing tennis in a tennis thing, and I, I got to know them. And uh, Victor was, they were married for a good long time. They have a son together, and he had three daughters from a previous marriage that she very much had a hand in raising. So she must have uh, taken a couple years off. I can't count on my fingers, but uh, um, took some time to herself, but did move on with her life. And she's making a transition now. I'll talk about that. Uh, she is, you know, making the choice to, to move on from this marriage and now starting again. Talk about brave. She could get along and go along, as she hasn't done in her life before. So why would she do it now? It's not the way it should be or not good enough. So she's uh, choosing uh, to, to do what I did and what a lot of people I know have done at this age or any age. Just uh, find what's so what are you going to say yes to and what are you willing to say no to. All right. Here's another question. That's a good one. What is Judy's current relationship with Dan Aykroyd, the House of Blues, and the Blues Brothers legacy? Yeah, she is great friends with Dan. Dan has remained a brother in a way to her, as has John's uh, brother, own brother, Jim Belushi. They are so tight. They have they started the House of Blues many years ago and then sold part of it, I believe, but maintain a. Um, a presence there, and she is very involved with the Blues Brother, uh, the House of Blues, um, and it's been fun. I've been lucky enough to go with her to uh, to some really fun events. I, the one in Boston, and there are a couple, I believe. Uh, she has. Looks like there's a call coming in. I have time for one more call at least. Is there a caller? No, 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 no call in. No caller, sorry. <laughs> it bleeps and I get confused. And then she also has the is making the movie uh, about John um, with Warner Brothers and with the great uh, director, I think, from The Hang Up, uh, I think she talked about, and which will be all about John, the parts we didn't get to know about him, not the addicted John, the, ha the, the funny, where he's from, the complicated. I know Jim Belushi. He is an incredible guy, <laughs> and I just feel like I know John when I spend time with him because they seconds. they are uh, fantastically funny, but they have a story and a history and a family that they and a mom <laughs> that we all had and that they uh, carved their way through that and became the funny hilarious people but not without you know without complications so um, thank you for that question that was a good one that was from Wes and let's see we have a couple more minutes if you have any questions or chat ins um, looking back to see if I missed any um, but just very uh, pleased to have Judy with me because she is an inspiration for me and for everyone. How about not holding a grudge? You know, with Bob Woodward, how 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 do you let go of those uh, bad feelings when somebody betrays your confidence, which is really what happened? And for her to say these days, you know what? I maybe there was something good in that, and maybe and she did try to call him and have a conversation. That is pretty impressive. Uh, and talk about resolve. My one of my favorite uh, emotions is forgiveness. And if uh, you can't always do it, you can forgive and and not forget. But as Judy said, you don't have to be with those people, but you can forgive, and it just makes more room in your heart to to take on other things and bring in other things and then move forward. Um, I struggled with that. I always struggle with that, but I've learned it is a wonderful relief <laughs> to to go there. And laugh a lot and spirituality, um, all of that that Judy talked about. Um, she is quite uh, an inspiration, as I said before. Um, 
and let's see we're almost out of time um, yeah I just want to wrap up by saying that Judy as I said is uh, a great friend a great book club friend <laughs> what are we reading I don't know because we hardly ever get to the books we just have great friendships a range of people from the fishmonger's wife to the celebrity wife or person but real people ten, eight, ten people collect your own book club if you don't have one <laughs> uh I think we're down to the last few minutes. And is that right, Dustin? I don't even hear you in my ear anymore. There you are. Okay. Thank you for joining us on Life on Purpose. Uh, if you need to learn more about me, uh, you can see read more about me at lifeonpurposeradio.com or at here, Women Talk Network. And we're here with you every Tuesday from 11 to 12. And next week, hope to have a great show for you. I believe it's uh, Elizabeth Quam coming up next week, which is hilarious. She's a very hilarious person and will bring you into the conversation. So see you next Tuesday at 11 a.m. listening to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. More information at hearwomentalk.com. Join us next week for another edition of Life on Purpose.